I would really hate for you to miss out on a special holiday that you may not know about. I'm going to make sure you do. This is Truth Pop. This is Truth Pop. With Jake and Kathy. Hi, welcome to Truth Pop. My name is Jake. And my name is Kathy. We're a young Catholic married couple giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture, helping you to live out your faith in modern day society. It's a really special day on Sunday, November 12th, right, Kathy? It's it's uh, what we call a cake holiday. Yes, we call it Cake Pop Day. For those listeners who may not know, uh, cake is our couple's name. So Jake and Kathy together is cake. Um why is November 12th called Cake Pop Day, babe? Well, that is the day that we first met. How many years ago was it? Uh, it was 2016, so seven years. Wow. Yeah, seven cannot, years ago. cannot believe I'm saying that, seven years. I thought on this episode, uh, babe, we could share the story of how we met. I think it's a fun story. I like it too. Uh, for those who don't know, and uh, maybe also just share some insights of our first five years of marriage and what we've learned and what God's teaching us and uh, just, yeah, I, I guess our journey ahead that, uh, you know, God has prepared for us. So let's start on that November 12th, 2016, babe. Why don't you start off the story of how we met? So... My sister invited me to a speed dating event. It was at a Catholic church in Chicago. And I was kind of a little hesitant to sign up because I just started a new job and I had to work that Sunday. And I'm like, oh, I don't really, I don't know if I have the energy to do this. But my sister was really persistent. And she said, no, I need you to come. Please come with me. So I said, okay, I'll go. And my cousin, Olivia, shout out to her, if she's listening. Uh, I remember she had said, yeah, there's the speed dating event at the church. And um, well, we need some guys to come. It sounded like there were a lot of women already signed, signed up for the event. And this was in October of 2016. She's like, yeah, we really need some guys to come. And um, I think at that point, like I was, I was on Catholic Match. Mm. So I was spending some time on that site and I'll be honest with you, babe, like, you know, there, as you know, like I was a little confused about my vocation mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Like I was hoping I was called to marriage, but I wasn't sure. So um, they say like, you know, it's probably not good to date and discern priesthood at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, I was going to spiritual direction and my spiritual director was saying, yeah, like, you know, keep dating, keep keep looking for Mrs. Right. So I'm like, well, speed dating, that's interesting. Like, <laughs> I've heard about that in movies. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it would actually work. So I really didn't expect anything from yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't either. I really was just going for my sister. Yeah. And it was, a. I remember, it was a very crisp fall day. Yeah, it was really, it was sunny, but it was chilly outside. And I drove down from Green Bay, Wisconsin, because I was living there at the time. So, you know, visiting my family in Chicago was something that I did pretty regularly. So I'm like, well, I'll see family and then I'll go into Chicago Saturday night for the speed dating event at the church. So I I think I just drove in and I remember parking at this church. And as soon as I parked, this panic set in and this chill 
just ran through my spine and I'm like, what am I doing? What did I get myself into? Because as I got my phone out and I texted my cousin Hannah and then her, my cousin Olivia and then her cousin Hannah were both going and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm here. And they're like, Oh, like, you know, we'll, we'll be there in 15 minutes. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> like I have to walk into this thing on my own. Um, so I think I like just stayed in my car and started Aww. praying a couple of Hail Marys. That's and, a good idea. But like, you can maybe attest to this, babe, like walking into the speed dating event, paint the picture a little oh, bit of what it was like. Yeah, it was so chaotic. Um, I think they had a group of almost up to like 40 guys and 40 girls yeah. that we were supposed to meet. And they had girls assigned to a table. And then the guys were supposed to go around to each table. And we had three minutes to talk to each person we were supposed to meet with. And we had a list so that way we could keep track of who we were meeting. If we needed to, we could take notes. And on the list, it had um, where that person was from and a fun fact about them. What was your fun fact? Uh, mine was, I think, um, mine was that I am a twin. What was yours? Uh, mine was that I am a fan of old movies, oh, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. But I remember it being a complete blur most of the evening. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, guys moving around from table to table and you do your best to just paint a positive, you know, reputation of yourself. It's kind of hard, yeah, it's it's, hard to get to know someone. It's hard to do that in three minutes. I remember like I had before the event, I had some like questions I had just in case like there was nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. You were prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and you were also prepared with your two Diet Cokes, I remember. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had... Like, didn't they have full bar. a full bar? But because I had work the next day, I'm like, I don't want to drink. I'm just going to have some Diet Coke and hopefully not get too crazy. <laughs> yeah, someone said that to you, right? They were yeah, like, oh, one of the guys. Crazy. You got some Diet Coke there. Yeah, one of the guys saw my two Diet Cokes and he's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was what I call halftime. It was intermission where halfway through the night they gave you a longer break. And babe, I remember at this point, I'm like, oh man, it's so nice to be able to just take a step back. And I think I was just talking to this guy and I like said to him, oh, it's so nice to like just talk to someone from the same gender and mm -hmm. not have to like worry about impressing someone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I thought that like, oh, like I was going to be on ex an extended break when people started meeting with each other again, because they would throw in these occasional three minute breaks where you didn't have to meet anybody. So yeah, like once the halftime ended, I'm like, oh, like I think I'm still on a break. Um, and then I get back into the ring. I'm, I'm just jumping in again. 20 minutes later after that, I look down at the sheet of paper of all the names of people that I had met with and I saw the name Kathy. And all of a sudden, my stomach just dropped. And I'm like, Kathy, I don't remember that name. <laughs> and it just suddenly occurred to me that I skipped whoever this Kathy was. And I felt horrible. Uh, they had told the guys through email before the event started. I think it was like in all caps, too. Mm -hmm. They said, do not skip any girl. They will judge you if you do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like message sent fine i won't but like here i am just feeling like this horrible person that I, whoever kathy was probably this very sweet person i skipped and i thought that she was watching me actually do it and then so i'm like oh i gotta find kathy whoever she is 
And so I was on another three minute break. So I'm like, okay, I'll just use this three minute break to find Kathy. And it was like, I, I was, it was kind of like I was in adrenaline mode. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll find her. It'll be fine. I turn around, I see this, this cute girl and I'm like, okay, it's probably her. And I go up to her. I'm like, are you Kathy? And then you're like, I was like, yeah. And luckily I was on a three minute break too. So yeah, that was divine like, intervention. Yeah, that really was. Um, but yeah, you, you seemed like very intentional about meeting me like, oh, are you Kathy? And I'm like, stalker alert. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you like wanted to meet me. And I was like, yeah, that's I did me. want to meet you. And I wanted to apologize, which I did that. It right? made me feel important. But yeah. I honestly did not know that you had skipped me because you didn't know. That, that's what you say. Well, the order was so messed up that like, you know, the top of the list of the guys were coming and then later the bottom of the list, you know, guys were coming. And so it was like, I, there was no order in my mind. You were just happy drinking your Diet Coke. I, I was just sipping my Diet Coke, just smiling. You sure that nothing was in that Diet Coke? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, and it's, it's so funny because I, I apologized to you. And right after that, then you asked me, okay, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? And I said it yeah. in kind of a very happy way, yeah. right? And then what did you say after? I was like, oh, is that like an hour away from here? And I said, no, more like three hours. <laughs> and I, like, okay, I'm pretty good at reading social cues. So at that point, I could tell the way that your eyes look down and you look down at the sheet of paper and I'm like, boom, canceled, done. <laughs> like That's it. And so at that point, I'm like, well, it's too bad. It's not going to work out. And I think we just talked about Green Bay for the rest of the three mm. minute time. And then I probably apologized again. I don't know. <laughs> I felt bad because I don't think I was convinced that you didn't actually notice. So um, that was that. And I'm like, well, too bad. You know, not going to work out. Uh, and I, it was also strange, too. I had this idea in my mind that you were like very athletic because maybe it was like I met with somebody else and we were talking about tennis and mm. then I thought it was you mm. that we were so I like I thought you were a tennis player no. for some reason but <laughs> but uh yeah so that was that but then at the end of the speed dating three and a half hours later I see Kathy at the end, other end of the room and I see you talking to a bunch of people I'm like oh she was so cute like I'm so disappointed that it didn't seem to work out and a part of me was almost kind of like sad and like I felt a little rejected Aww. and I'm like, man, that's too bad. Oh. But um, so like afterwards, then you could put down who you were interested in then. They gave you the ability to select whoever you wanted. Um, and if you selected them, they would then get your email. And so a few days later, um, I selected the people that I had wanted and I got a list of people who selected me and my sister and I decided to go through the list together because we both met with the same people. And so as we were going through the list, she saw that Jake had given me his email that he had put me down and she's like, oh, I really like Jake. He knows Father Simon, who is the priest, who was the priest at my family's church that we were going to at the time. And so after she said that, I was kind of excited because I was really trying to embrace my faith and I really wanted to meet a good Catholic guy. And so I thought like, 
anyone who knows Father Simon is probably a really good guy. So I'm going to email him. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you did. (laughs) I couldn't believe it because I had found you on Facebook at that point. And I won't. I won't go into a lot of detail of how I found you on Facebook, but you know how <laughs> Facebook stalking works. And I was just, oh, I'm like, oh, bummer. I was disappointed I didn't get your email. And then when I closed down Facebook, uh, like 15 minutes later, I go back to my email. And what do you know? I get an email from Kathy. And I'm like, what? what is this? Is this like the Twilight Zone? <laughs> um, we, we actually still have the screenshot of yeah. your first email. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, like this is a miracle here. Um, I literally walked away from that email though thinking, oh, like I bet I have to compete with all of the other guys who are, were at this event and it's going to turn into the bachelorette or something <laughs> like that. So I was just ready to bring my A game. But uh, yeah, I, I emailed you back. I said, I'd love to continue talking. And we had our first phone conversation the week later and we like talked for two and a half hours, mm-hmm. I think. And- yeah. And I had... I wrote like a list of different things. I like to be prepared apparently. <laughs> yes. And I didn't even have to look at my list. Like I just wanted to make sure that there was no like awkward moments where I didn't know what to awkward say. Awkward silence. So yeah, so I prepared for that. But it just, it was so natural. Like I didn't even need to look at my list. We broke the classic rule. We talked about religion and politics. Yes, yes we yes. did. <laughs> so that's that. Um, and yeah, and I think we decided on Olive Garden for our first mm-hmm. date. Shout out to Olive Garden promise you they're not a sponsor on this podcast but um yeah and then uh i i actually did something very unprecedented at olive garden ordering something i never would have ordered before. oh yes yes you ordered the salmon and so i was thinking wow very he's, unique he's really healthy and you know and you barely touched your salmon <laughs> i was so nervous and i was also very nervous to eat noodles in front of you mm. i always had it in my mind that i would never slurp noodles on a first date like that's <laughs> just some unwritten guide code somewhere and i'm like no it's just not going to happen but um i remember we talked a lot about uh, disney world we did both yeah, of our love yeah. for disney world and our families and you know obviously god and uh and then after that, we went out to get frozen yogurt. Yes. Bro-yo. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want the day to end. I remember asking you like, oh, do you like frozen yogurt? And you're like, yes, I love it. And I so- didn't say it in that high pitched voice. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but I did, so- I did say something very embarrassing. When we oh, got yes. Yes. You said. You can share. <laughs> you wanted to be funny because you were talking, we were talking about different TV shows and you're like, oh, well, I'm IBS. And I'm like, I clarify, IBS, IBS, yes. And I, I was <laughs> it's not laughing. what you're thinking about. I just wasn't thinking when I said <laughs> it. I meant I was trying to come up with like a Gen Z abbreviation or something. So I'm like, oh, I'm between shows. I'm not currently watching any TV show. And here I was thinking I was cool, but I was literally telling her about what she thought was a um, a health condition that mm, I was currently struggling yeah. with. So there was that. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of amazed that I got a second date, but it worked out. And uh, second date was we saw It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. the movie theater. And yeah. um, did we go to Lou Malnati's? We went, went to, well, we were going to go to Lou Malnati's, but then. From Chicago, we, deep, deep dish pizza Yeah, then we went to Giordano's instead because that was mm-hmm. a shorter wait. In downtown Naperville. So that was great very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we like we literally talked about the vocation of marriage mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah, we did. Like not that we were planning on it at that point, but I think we talked about like, yeah, like this is a vocation. Mm-hmm. Like this is something we take seriously. And I think, 
I think it was nice, like just having that starting point where both of us were mm-hmm. serious about discerning marriage. And, um, and I also like, I did have a sense, like we stopped in an adoration chapel, I think before we went to dinner together, we stopped at St. Peter and Paul's church in Naperville, beautiful church there. They have this stunning adoration chapel. And I remember it was like so crowded in that chapel at that point, And I was so mad that we couldn't sit together in a pew. But I remember you walked to the front of the chapel and I had to stay in the back. And I just had this overwhelming sense when you walked up to the front that you were my wife. And of course, I couldn't say anything like that at that point. It was a second date. But (laughs) I think, you know, it's an adoration chapel and God gives really special um, graces. And, you know, sometimes he gives us little hints along the journey and it really helped um, just, I think that like for us, adoration was central for our discernment. Yeah. It was when we felt the most clarity. Uh, yeah. And that's actually where you proposed. Well, you proposed at an adoration chapel. In Chicago. In Chicago. And it was just so beautiful that it was in front of Jesus that you asked me to be your wife and your mission partner that we could save souls together through mm-hmm. our marriage. I think that's the beauty of any marriage is that marriage isn't just for the two. It's Mm -hmm. for the world. Yeah. And sometimes I think maybe we forget that like marriage isn't a second rate vocation. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we think, oh, like if I'm called to be a priest or a sister, if I'm called to be a missionary, I'm going to impact the world. But if I, if I don't quote unquote have a vocation, then I'm just going to get married. But like marriage is this beautiful vocation. It's a calling for the world. And like, it's a witness of God's love to humankind. And I I think that like both of us try to see it that way that like, you know, hopefully through this podcast, we can just share God's love with you um, as you're listening. And maybe right now you don't know what your vocation is. Like you're wrestling with it. And I just want you to know that I've been there too. I know how confusing it is. I know how scary it is. Where like maybe you're not sure if God's calling you into seminary. You're not sure if God's calling you to ask that girl out. You're not sure about a relationship working out. Like maybe you're just stuck in the unknown. And that's a hard place to be. But I just want to encourage you that God is still there in it. And he hasn't left you. And he's leading you even if it doesn't feel like it right now. So stay close to the sacraments. Keep going to Mass, receive the Eucharist, go to adoration, and have a spiritual director. I think that's so helpful, too, to just help you to make sense of a lot of the confusing um, noodles that you might be slurping up in your mind, which (laughs) I didn't want to do. Um, And I, I think, like, in some ways, like, even when you figure out your vocation, like, that doesn't mean you have your life figured out either. And I think... Babe, like that's one thing that like we've oh, yeah. learned ourselves is that like, you know, some of the challenges we have in our marriage, like, you know, our struggles with building a family right now, we're like, you know, we're not sure if, you know, we're going to have a biological child. We're not sure if we're called into adoption and we just, we don't know what that looks like, yeah. but we like just keep relying on God through the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, We've learned a lot in like five years of marriage. We've just learned a lot about like communication and how important it is to just talk about how we're feeling. Because I think for me, it's like really easy for me to stuff my feelings a lot and really mm-hmm. not be honest about what I'm actually experiencing. So I think you've really helped me to grow in that. Um, and I think that you've also helped me to really 
to really see myself as I am. Because I think marriage is like a mirror sometimes. Like you you hold up a mirror and sometimes you see things in yourself that you didn't realize were there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I've learned a lot about myself in the past five years. I've learned that I'm really not as patient as I thought I was. But that's okay because through our marriage, you know, I can grow in that virtue. And it's it takes practice. It takes mm-hmm. time. But it it really grows. And when we have Christ at the center of our marriage, when he is the foundation, you know, our love just grows stronger and stronger every day. And mm-hmm. it's not always easy. It's It's not always you know, butterfly and rainbows like they show in the movies, but Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and it's real. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, the more you're able to fall in love with Jesus, the more you fall in love with your spouse. Exactly. That Jesus isn't the one that's trying to break your marriage up. He's the one that's trying to bring it together more. Mm -hmm. And you are called to love God no matter what your vocation is. And so even if you're single right now, like pursue Jesus. And the more that you pursue Jesus, the more that you'll find yourself. This is Truth Pop.